Hello there, friends. I wanted to talk to you today a little bit about becoming a 10% of my life person. And this concept may be something you've heard before from somebody else, maybe even from me, because it's definitely been in my books and in my private membership and all over the place because it's something that impacted me in a huge way. And it's actually gotten me to thinking about this 10% of my life concept even beyond where I first heard of it. So I hope that you'll stick with me and listen to this message because I think it's really going to inspire you wherever you are today, whatever troubles you have, whether they seem not so big or they seem huge, wherever you sit today, this message could be what exactly what you need to hear at this exact moment in order for you to get up off the mat, if that's where you are, in order for you to unstick yourself, unstick, is that even a word? Unstick yourself, get unstuck. <laughs> or take your life to a whole new level. So the first time I discovered this concept was with my friend Paula. And if you read my book, Still Standing After All the Tears, I called Paula by a different name in that book simply because she was battling an end-stage cancer and I wasn't able to contact her in advance but I did find out that Paula was indeed read this section of Still Standing After All the Tears about the 10% of my life. So my friend Paula did die, but before she did, she knew, she was told what an impact she had made and that this story had made it into my first book. And indeed, it's made, made it into another book that I'm getting ready to publish too. But I wanted to also take this kind of to a different level because it really got me to thinking, as I said. So the story is this. When I was meeting with some high school friends, and this is probably, gosh, I don't know, 25 years after high school, something like that. And I hadn't seen most of these friends in quite some time. And my friend Paula, she always had, she had the thickest, dark, wavy, beautiful, long hair. She always wore her hair long. At least I had never seen it anything but long. This day, she had a really, really, really short haircut. And truthfully, I'm always marveling at women with these really short haircuts that look fantastic because I wanted to have my hair, hair short probably twice in my life where I really wanted my hair short, wanted this really cute hairstyle I'd seen, got it done and it looked nothing like what I wanted. And I actually looked terrible. I did not look good in short hair. So anyway, I looked across the table at Paula and I said, Paula, you look so great. I've never seen you in short hair, something like that. And um, after that exchange happened, we kind of went on to other conversations and my friend Laura elbowed me. And she said, she told me that Paula had cancer and in fact, she'd had it twice. So I said something to Paula about, you know, I wish I would have known about the cancer because I could have at least given you a word of encouragement or something. And what Paula said changed my life. She said, I didn't tell many people about the cancer because I didn't want this thing to take up more than 10% of my life. She didn't want cancer twice to take up more than 10% of her life. What if we could take on that philosophy that Paula had over smaller things? Because I know we've all done this, each one of us have done this, where it's something that it's not cancer. And I know some of you are going through something like cancer or something very serious like that. 
But we also do that in the smaller things, don't we? We have one thing we're irritated over and it's just in our mind 24 seven. We're allowing negativity or anger or bitterness or resentment or lack of forgiveness or a loss. We're allowing these things to take up nearly all of our lives. But what if you could be like Paula and be a 10% of my life person? So that got me to thinking about my Nana. And if you watched my video or listened to my podcast a few weeks ago, I actually did one on my Nana and you really should get a hold of that because it, it, it's just really important for you to understand that not all heroes look like what you think. They don't all wear red capes. <laughs> None of the real ones do. But they're not all somebody in the media. They're not somebody who changed the world with the internet or something huge like that. We have everyday heroes too. And I feel like my Nana was a, was a hero too because my Nana was a 10% of my life person. And I always knew that she had a great attitude, but I did not really correlate this until I was in the process of writing my most recent book, which is called Still Standing. And it's because my Nana had, she had a lot of health issues to overcome her entire life from birth. But later in life, she had emphysema. And my Nana quit smoking when the Surgeon General said, hey, smoking's bad for your health. You know, sticking smoke in your lungs is bad for your health. I know, lots of people had to wait for the Surgeon General to tell them. But hey, good for her. She quit smoking as soon as she heard that message. But unfortunately, the damage was done. She had bronchial issues as a child. And anyway, she ended up with emphysema. Probably 25 years later, she was diagnosed with it. And she spent many, many, many years living with oxygen. She was on an oxygen tank. She had a long cord that she would drag around her house. And then she had a, a tank that she had to take with her. My Nana never, ever complained. She never talked about it. She never complained about the oxygen tank. She was grateful for it. But she never complained about how her life hadn't gone in the direction that, that she wanted. And I bet she did have some regrets throughout her life. She was a beautiful artist. She could paint amazing pictures. And of course, I'm super amazed by it because I didn't get that gene, okay? I can draw stick people and they're the worst stick people you've ever seen in your life. So, you know, it's unfortunate that perhaps if she had been born at a different time or maybe if she didn't have the health issues she had, maybe she would have gone and done something great with her art. But here's what's a really important message for you to hear. She didn't need to go out and change the world with her art because she changed my world because I always admired my Nana. I admired that, what did she do? She exercised every day. She ate properly. She didn't use salt because they told her about congestive heart failure and, the, and you know, these things that go along with her emphysema. She took amazing care of her body, but she was a 10% of my life person. I honestly can never remember my Nana ever once complaining, at least not to me. In fact, I would call her on the phone sometimes and in later years, you know, she would be kind of a little bit out of breath like this and I'd say, how are you, Nana? And she'd say, I'm fine, dear. How are you? She'd always change the subject. She never wanted to talk about her troubles. And I believe without question that my Nana's life was so much better because of that attitude. It was so much better because she didn't get caught up in it. And, and you know what? Who would blame her? It's a big thing. Um, 
but I bet the quality of her life was so much better and probably even the length of it because of that attitude. And while my friend Paula did lose her third battle with cancer, I'm sure that if Paula could, could come and talk to us today, she would say she's so grateful she adopted that attitude. It probably did give her more time. And I know for a fact that her attitude influenced a lot of people. And I'm so thankful that I got to be one of them because then I can carry on Paula's legacy. And hey, stay tuned because I'm going to be talking on another one of these publications here. Um, some of you are listening to this via podcast and some of you are watching it on video. And I usually do both uh, the same message. And I'm going to be doing one on legacy. And I think that's going to be a really, really a cool one for you to listen to. And it kind of works well with this 10% of my life because Paula left an imprint on me. I'm not one of her heirs. She didn't leave me any of her possessions. What she left me was something even more important. She left her imprint of being that 10% of my life person. She left that on my life and I'm sharing it with you. And so Paula's legacy lives on. So here's what's interesting. When I, uh, in Still Standing After All the Tears, I included this, I guess, I don't know if it's a poem, it's, a, it's something. I don't know what it is. It's called Attitude by Charles Swindoll. And I don't recall which came first, but I'm pretty sure that my conversation with Paula came a couple of years before, well, I know it came years before I wrote this book. And, but I don't know when I came across this writing by Charles Swindoll, but it's so perfect. And I don't know if, if Paula knew about it and that's where she came up with the 10% of my life. I have no idea, but what a perfect way to explain why it is so incredibly important for you not to allow your troubles to take up your life. You have other people in your life that are important. So if what you are concerned about, what is taking you down, what you're depressed about, what you can't stop thinking about constantly is somebody in your life you love that is crashing. Like for me, my daughter lived for 15 of her 30 years in addiction and it was hard. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it was easy. It was hard as hell to stop thinking about her 24 hours a day. But I also came to realize that it was destroying me and it wasn't fair to my son and it wasn't fair to my husband and the list goes on and on and on. And every one of us have something we're supposed to be doing on this planet. We're supposed to be making a difference. What are we here for? We're here to just what work, retire, die. I mean, we've really got to think about what our legacy is. And again, stay tuned because I'm going to be doing the next broadcast is going to be on legacy. But we're all here for a reason, so we can't, we've got to just be so mindful and work at it. Yes, it's going to be hard, but it's also hard living in your stuff 24 hours a day too, isn't it? So I wanted to just read this to you because it's so powerful. Listen to this. It's called Attitude and it's by Charles Swindoll. It says, the longer I live, the more I realize the impact of attitude on life. It is more important than the facts. I really want you to listen. If you need to rewind this, rewind. You see how old I am? We call it rewind. That's because we used to actually have tapes. We used to actually have tapes. We had to rewind. <laughs> you can go back and listen to this again. In fact, because I interrupted the flow, let me start again. I really, I'm going to read it slow. And I'm a really fast reader. I never went to Evelyn Wood reading Dynamics, but somehow I'm a speed reader. But I'm going to read it slowly because I want you to let this sink in. It's so cool. 
Attitude by Charles Swindoll. The longer I live, the more I realize the impact of attitude on life. It is more important than facts. Okay, I'm not going to get caught up again. It's more important than facts. It is more important than the past, than education, than money, than circumstances, than failures, and even than successes, than what other people think or say or do. Did you catch that? Attitude's more important than all of that that I just listed. It is more important than appearance, giftedness, or skill. The remarkable thing is that we have a choice every day of our lives regarding the attitude we embrace for that day. We can't change our past. We cannot change the fact that people will act in a certain way. Okay, that's my action number seven, by the way. Stop being a control freak. We can't control people. We, can, we can't change the inevitable. The only thing we can do is play on the one string we have, and that is our attitude. I am convinced that life is 10% what happens to me and 90% how I, I react to it. And so it is with you. We are in charge of our attitudes. My friend, whatever it is you're going through, let's, let's take a moment and just mention that don't compare. We don't need to compare your troubles to anybody else's. We don't need to compare them to mine. We don't need to compare them with other people that you are in contact with in your life. It's, it, it does us no good to compare. Whether we come out with our troubles looking smaller or looking bigger, it doesn't do us any good. We're not here to compare. Whatever it is that you're going through is big to you right now. And I just really want to encourage you to do whatever you can to get control of your attitude, learn to adjust your focus, learn how to focus on different things. I'm not asking you to bury your head in the sand. You don't have to do that. But we do not have to live in the muck and the mire of our stories 24 hours a day. How about like Paula said, she didn't want cancer to take up more than 10% of her life. That means 90% of the time, she wasn't thinking about the cancer diagnosis. Assuming she was successful, who knows if she made it to 10%. But what if you're sitting here today and your troubles are taking up 100% of your energy and your thoughts? And, and let's say you, know, you go to work and you go through the motions, but it's always there. So maybe it's taking up 90% of your life. What is that keeping you from? That's what I finally had to say. What is this keeping me from? I wanted my daughter to be out of her addiction, to be clean and healthy and whole more than anything in my life. That's what I cared about more than anything else in spades, multiples more. It was important to me. It, it really was. And there's no question that my life would have been a bazillion times better if Jamie had beat her addiction, if she hadn't been murdered and if she would have come out the other end of this thing and had a story to tell and all of that, well, that wasn't the case. Now I'll tell her, I'll tell our story. That's what you have to do. You have to take whatever it is that happens, this, this reality that you're facing, and, and figure out how to make something good from it. 
You're not going to be able to do that if, if the trouble is taking up 90% of your life. If it is invading all of your thoughts, if that dark cloud is hanging over your heart, if you're just you know in anguish and frustration all the time, how's that going to free you up to do anything else? And, and you're here for such an important reason that you can't get yourself stuck. Can't get yourself stuck in this negativity, in this you know, focus where you're just constantly focused on one thing. Because here's the thing, you're missing out not on just what your purpose is and your mission, but you're also missing out on what's right in front of you. You're missing out on the beauty. I found out after my daughter was murdered that a lot of collateral beauty came from her, that whole situation, even during her addiction, but definitely after her death. But if I didn't have the right mindset, I don't know that I would have ever seen that. I would be freaking out right now that you know, we haven't even had a murder trial yet. I would be probably down at the police station constantly before this guy was arrested. It took almost three years. I would have been a wreck. I'm sure that would have been all I could think or talk about was this murder. And I don't at all. Instead, I get to think about my daughter and everything that she was. And I, and I get to spend my time in gratitude of all the people that God placed in my life well in advance of when I was going to need them and some of them just at the right moment that I needed them. So much collateral beauty has come through the most hor horrific situation I could have, I never even did imagine in my life. But I don't know if I'd have been open to it if I didn't get myself into a better place. So nobody knows what's around the next corner. None of us know what the future holds. The Your future is probably going to be filled with lots of wonderful things. If you have something big right now though, you might miss out on those wonderful things. No matter what your life looks like now, you are going to face heartbreak. You're going to be betrayed. Somebody's going to say something bad about you. You're going to lose people that you love. You're going to have disappointments. It's all part of life. There's no way to avoid that. But when you begin to change your attitude and you be, become you know, the kind of person who wants to work toward anyway, becoming a 10% of my life person, it'll change your life. And that's what I want to encourage you to do today. Take stock of what ha has, has you held captive. I'm talking about the negativity, the negative thoughts, the defeatist attitude, the fear, the fear thoughts. What are these, the worry and make a commitment to yourself that you're going to stop allowing your troubles to take up most of your thoughts and all the space in your head and a lot of the space in your heart. I'm telling you that if you use the nine actions that I have created, it will they will change your life. I hear about this all the time. These nine things that you start doing in your life that will help you to battle a beast, it'll help you to become a 10% of my life person, and even just to have a, a happier everyday life. So definitely check that out. Go to ValerieSavera.com. You can go to the nine actions. I'd love to have you in my coaching membership where I can work more with you. Whatever it is you're dealing with, stop just allowing it to envelop you. You do have choices. You can decide that today's the day you're going to stand up. You're going to take your life back you're going to go out there and shine your light 
because the world is waiting for you. Okay, come back to, if you're listening to this on a podcast or you're watching this on my website and my videos, I want you to come back next week because I'm going to talk to you next week about legacy. You're not gonna wanna miss it. Okay, my friends, wherever you are in this world, please know that you are not alone because I am standing right there with you. Thanks again for listening to Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. Please be sure to follow me on social media and go to my website at ValerieSilvera.com where I have lots of awesome resources to help you stand up and fight and to remain standing. Link arms with me. You are not alone and you don't have to do this alone. Together, we can get through anything.